Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right. For those of you who have never seen an episode of the Flyover Conservative Podcast, you may... Where have you been? I don't know what you've been doing with your life. Probably just wasting it, doing something meaningless like reading books and bettering yeah. yourself or folding your laundry or whatever it is that's productive in you your life. You out. But our motto is, is wake up, speak up, and show up because it's, it's you know, we all had a wake-up call. But then yeah. if, if you wake up and don't do not do anything, you keep stay silent, eventually it just it bursts or it turns into cellulite. You know, but you got to... <laughs> You don't want that to happen. You got got to do that. And then then show up. You got to move. You got to do something. Otherwise... Your 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 emotion will turn towards depression. You're not yeah. moving. You just want to go to bed and pull the sheets over your head. So take action. We say often mm-hmm. everybody wanted Donald Trump to do 80 million things to save America, and then it was going to be done. The answer is 80 million of us following his example and doing one thing each yes. day to save our own country. And that's kind of what this is all about. So we bring on people from you know uh, Dr. Peter McCullough or General Flynn or Eric Trump or Laura Trump or you know just different Laura different, Logan. Laura Logan, great one. You know just and and and, and the lady trying to stop a landfill here in. in least some Missouri. So it's like people doing something. Now, something that, that started small and was so visible, I bet every single person here has been impacted, inspired, motivated, and aware of what this guy has done. Have you ever heard of a little something called a boat parade? Yep. They, they only have them for one side. There's no such thing as a Joe Biden boat no. parade. That's always a distinct difference. You can tell what party you're in. Definitely people, a Trump parade. You have, you have organic uh, movements, people showing mm-hmm. up. But um, a little something called trump Yes. A boat parade. Uh, Mr. Cliff Gebhardt. Yay! Welcome, Cliff. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you. We can't. Looks like you're on the move because that's how you do. You're an on the move kind of guy. But we wanted to pull you in all the way from, I think you're in, in, in Florida. And just talk about this idea of uh, wake up, speak up, and show up because you're a regular guy doing regular stuff. But I tell you what, you caused a movement and a stir that inspired inspired millions of people and the participation of thousands. And everybody's familiar with these boat parades that took place in Florida. Yeah, you know, you know, so my my wife even asked me, why do you get involved in all this stuff? Why do you feel the need to do all this stuff? And I really <laughs> couldn't articulate it to her. She's just a second grade school teacher and not really, you know, she doesn't participate in all this stuff that I do. And I don't know if it was, if it was God, if it was serendipitous, if it was um, just coincidence. Recently, like in the last month, my wife's like, why do you feel the need to do all this stuff? And I really couldn't articulate it to her. And then across my Facebook feed, a Greek proverb came across. And it said something, and it's, it literally answered everything that, um, that I, I wanted to encapsulate. It said, society grow best, I'm sorry, society work best when old men plant trees of which they will never bask in its shade. Mm. And I, and I thought about that. I'm like, you know, that that's it in a nutshell. You know, I'm doing stuff, you know, for my kids to, you know, to bask in the shade, not myself. I want to make sure that, you know, this country's been around for 220-some years. I want to make sure it's around for another 220 years. And, you know, when I wake up, I just I just feel like we all need something. And whatever that small thing is, that's what people should do. Sorry, I'm walking into my office, and I apologize because my phone overheated on my in my car. So, oh man, well you are we're, in glad, we're glad we got you. It, it yeah. even grabbed grabbed the notice of President Trump, and he got a hold of you to let you know that as well. Yeah, after we did 
the world record boat parade. Um, two days later, my son calls me up. He's like, hey, Dad, there's a there's a FedEx here for you. And I'm like, oh, what is it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, let's just open it up. And inside that FedEx, there was a white Make America Great Again hat with gold writing that for me and um, I was surprised and then when I saw it more like polished but you know, hey, uh, Cliff, we're going to pause one second while you're in the elevator. You're obviously in a, a transport mode there, but we're going to, uh, I want to show a couple of other pictures here as we go, because I want to come back to another story. Uh, and I want people to hear this interaction that you had with President Trump and not you know, de- degrade it with a low signal there. So uh, when you come out of that, we'll jump into that. But um, a lot of people will bounce out and they'll say, well, what difference does it make what I do? Or what, I don't know anybody. I don't know any, I don't have a big voice. I don't have a large Facebook presence. I think when he began, you know, this movement, he had about a thousand friends on Facebook, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, wasn't, uh, didn't have a national media platform. It wasn't a, you know, a Senator or he wasn't an elected official. You know, he was a regular guy concerned with, with loving his country and having something here when he's gone. And I think we all have a, a little bit of that. Um, and I want to get into a, a, a brick mailing campaign that he did, sending little love packages, care packages to the DNC, which is uh, part clever, part annoying. And uh, it, it, it seems like always the people on the left get to have all the fun with uh, uh, being irritating. They're the activists. And, you know, we... Uh, kind of stay out of it and just kind of focus on uh, raising our kids and uh, paying our bills and paying our taxes and making their lives possible uh, for the most part. So um, if you got your signal back, I'll go back into that story of, of what you received in the mail from President Trump. And then I want to go back to kind of one of your your, your beginning uh, escapades with the bricks. Yeah. Can you hear, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yep. all clear. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I did the boat parade. I was, I participated in a boat parade. I think it was in like April and then, or May. And then one came up, there was going to be another boat parade in Clearwater going North. And there was going to be another boat parade on the same day by different people going South. And I thought, well, what, why don't I organize this? And we'll get them all together and we could possibly break the Indonesian world record. I think it was Indonesia. <laughs> and so we, we applied to Guinness and they still haven't given us certification that we broke the world record. They said it's something to do with, well, it might have been political and they won't give it to us under those circumstances. But um, but after that, you know, we had about 2,500 boats. Some people say their boat parades were bigger. Some people say ours wasn't the best. I think I own the domain worldrecordboatparade.com, so I'm going to give it to myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, funny. So Trump did mail me a hat the next day, and I was surprised. And then I met him in Mar-a-Lago about a year ago. And we were talking and I told him I was the one that did the world record boat parade. And he knew about Trumparilla, which was a a big, you know, whatever to the city of Tampa who wasn't willing to have their Gasparilla boat parade. And he knew about that. And he says, I appreciate it. Wow. And I mean, I said, you know, no matter what we're doing out there, whether it's waving a flag or holding a sign or going door knocking for a conservative candidate, that everything we do is of value and is appreciated by everybody in the conservative movement. So whatever you can do, you should do it. I have a friend who's blind, legally blind, completely blind, and he won't wear a MAGA hat. And I asked him one day why, and he says, well, because I'm afraid somebody would hit me in the face and I wouldn't see it coming. So now I understand why he wouldn't wear a MAGA hat. I understand why, mm. you know, maybe older people that are a little, you know, more, you know, vulnerable to things, you know, because the left is crazy and they're angry 
they're willing to do things that the right isn't. So, um, but do whatever you can and fight this country. Okay, tell us about the BRICS. Now, now, BRICS have become uh, synonymous with a group of nations that no longer have value for our currency True. and have decided to band together for uh, their the, the Eastern, you know, Western cultures kind of going down, Eastern going up, and they kind of band against us. That's what BRICS now means. But before there were BRICS nations and this whole BRICS thing, you had a BRICS movement that was uh Yeah, it was interesting. interesting. It's like this was long before Boat Parade, long before I created Conservative Grounds Coffee Shop, long before all those things. Um, you know, it was when the border was being talked about. And so I thought, what, what if I mail a brick with a message on it to the DNC? I'm like, oh, I'll mail a brick. And then I thought, what if I get a bunch of people to mail bricks? And I had no idea it was going to become as big as it did. But but why, why a brick? Why a brick? Why not a, a piece of wood or why not a dog turd or, you know, whatever else? Like, what was the what was the message of a brick? Why a brick? The wall, symbol of the wall. We need bricks in the wall. And um, so I wanted to let people know we should build a wall. And here, we'll, we'll give the DNC some bricks. You know, they can start building their own the wall now. <laughs> uh, it was a, a symbol of the wall. And so I, it turns out there was about 1,600 bricks. And if you kind of – the average brick weighs about nine pounds, a red brick. Um, so we're talking like 15,000 pounds or something like that oh of bricks gosh. were delivered through the Washington post office within a three day period, they were supposed to arrive between July 3rd and July 5th. You know, I couldn't control any of that because they were coming from all over the country, but apparently I caused quite a conundrum that I got a call from the postmaster there. So, yeah. Wow. And and I mean, like there's nothing illegal. I mean, they, they, they they paid for the postage, right? They didn't know how to deal with it. They, um, you know, they were like, well, I mean, they think, I think they were trying to find what, crime I committed, but I didn't commit any crime. I just had people mail a message and just chose not to put it on paper, but chose to put it on a brick. Now, I did get a one message I found was odd. One guy, or funny, a guy said he was going to um, drop ship from Amazon 50 pounds of a cement bag there. Um, but oh that was kind of an innovative God. way to, I guess yeah. all those bricks need to be put together with something. So the mortar of cement would be good. I like idea. it because it is a it's a it's a it's a peaceful way to to protest. It's it's you know, and this is coming from a guy that lives in Missouri that just spent three days smoking a brisket. You know, so it's like I understand like putting a lot of effort towards something somebody else might seem, uh, you know, not productive. I have a lot of value for things that are somewhere between the the the, the spectrum of of a political protest and juvenile. You know, there's a lot of like the middle schoolness in us that comes out, you know, when, when all things are made equal because they suppress you long enough. Mm-hmm. They ridicule you long enough. They tell you they don't know the difference between a man and a woman or if a man can have babies and they're forcing this stuff into schools. And there's all of this things that we, we see, the uh, you know, BLM protests. There's they, they, there's stacks of bricks that they put on the intersection so they can destroy buildings and throw at cops. So you got to shut up about all of this stuff. And if you can come up with a creative juvenile pull my finger kind of a way to, to fight back you know, and, and to do it like that is good because number one, it's, it's legal, it's peaceful and it, but, but it is action oriented. Everything that you do, it seems like is involved in doing in moving. The the other interesting one I tried, I just didn't give enough effort to it was my two cents. Now think about this for a minute. My two cents in Florida, you can go to a place called Amscot and you can get a free cashier's check. Okay. So I made a two cents cashier's check and I mailed it to AOC's office. Okay. So the, <laughs> so the question 
be if a, if 100,000 people mailed a two-cent check to AOC's office. She has one of three things to do. She either can deposit and put your name on her um, her roll, okay? She can return it. She can return it, which is going to cost her 50 cents to return it. Um, so, or she, but she can't ignore it. You know, she can't ignore it. So she either has to account for this, which would be a nightmare, um, <laughs> or or she'd, have to, or she'd have to return it, which every two cents she receives, she'd have to pay 50 cents to send back. Oh, my gosh. That uh, is hilarious. You know, this... This is what America is kind of based on. I mean, honestly, all jokes all jokes aside, you know, you, you take a group of people that are gonna, you know, dress up uh, as 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 natives and jump on a, a ship and throw tea overboard. It's 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 the kind of thing. Now that's probably a little more aggressive, but it's it, it's the idea of 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 men in that time. That's the level of aggression, you know that that that's the world that they lived in. You know, uh, it's 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 there's a creativity. And an unproductive uh, movement, you know, that that is like like very symbolic of the American spirit. And we value too much. Stacy says it all the time: the silent majority. It means you just shut your mouth and you just take it. And that's kind of been the conservative way. And I think I think that's changing, you know, a little bit. People are tired of it. People of all backgrounds, all genders, all mm-hmm. economic income brackets, like they're they're tired of just shutting your mouth and seeing everything. Uh, destroyed around them and being quiet and watching. Yeah. I mean, and that goes back to do what you can do, what you feel comfortable doing. If you don't feel comfortable, you know, mailing 1600 bricks to the DNC, then don't do it. If you don't want to mail two cent checks to AOC and see how that plays itself out, don't do it. You know, I mean, I went to the ICE headquarters in Tampa one morning and um, it was, this was about a few years ago when they were first getting having problems with stuff and i showed up at nine o'clock with a bullhorn and i said hey wake up you know protesting's 24 7 you know the illegals don't get to sleep you shouldn't be sleeping either wake up and i had like 40 people about ready to kill me you know because i'm waking them up on a sunday morning at like 7 a.m because i'm saying you know we got to protest here guys come on wake up you we'll start protesting <laughs> uh, I, I don't expect people to do that um, I have a great friend named Dion Cheney and he put, he takes stuff to the next level. Um, you know, and I mean, he's my idol when it comes to this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I'm, I'm a mere somewhere in the distance from what like Dion Cheney and, um, and Larry good do and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but have fun with it. Enjoy your life and do whatever you can. That's, you know, like I said, um, societies work best when old men plant trees of the shade they will never bask in. So wow. just, Go out there and it is a, it's a phenomenal Mm -hmm. quote. What do you see over the next, uh, I forget our days, but I think we're around 412, 12, 413 days, I think away from the 24 election, I guess two questions. One, do you see there being a 2024 election? Uh, B, uh, what are some scenarios that you see playing out between now and then? You know, I've spoken to general Flynn about that and he's actually, he said to me, um, you know, he's concerned that there might not be an election, which I think that's a big stretch. I think, um, I, I, I don't, I'm not going that far. I think, you know, when you hear, if you watch the movie 2000 Mules, did you guys get a chance to watch sure. that? Mm-hmm. And you saw that people were dropping off, you know, ballots at two o'clock in the morning out of like duffel bags and backpacks. I think every conservative needs to treat every one of those mailboxes 
like they were getting a TV on Black Friday at Best Buy and just camp out there in stages and say, look, we're going to sit here. We're going to watch this. I mean, mm. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, drop boxes there were, but I'll man one for a few days. And I think we just need to do the most we can to protect the integrity of the election. And um, and I guess there's a new variant with COVID coming around. I guess that's going to cause us problems. Who knows? But we just got to be as vigilant as possible. But I, I have faith that not that we may have a fair election, but we will have an election. I I'm, I have faith in that. Interesting. Do you plan on masking up with the next uh, uh, pandemic that comes along? No, I, I I didn't I didn't mask much at all in the last one, and um, so I, I don't plan on masking up. If you um, I even I even flew on an airplane without masking when everybody did, and um, my buddy Dion once again just told me to bring a box of cereal. So I just ate the cereal for like an hour and a half break. So, and the lady's like, I'm not going to play this game. I'm like, ma'am, I have low sugar. I have to keep eating this. You know, now, now I see the mask you got there. I was actually cutting concrete and like marble with that. So, yeah, don't. It, it's legit. That, you know? that is for a legit reason. You know, in that case, you do got to wear a mask because the science says you're breathing in dirt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cutting concrete. But no, I, I don't I don't plan on wearing a mask. I believe COVID is real. I believe it's in something, but take it how you want. Um, I'm good friends with um nurse Erin and you know mm-hmm. she kind of counsels me on the whole science of you know the masking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you know, it's like anything. You know, I don't smoke cigarettes because I think it's probably it's a nasty habit, but it's probably bad for you. I don't do a lot of things that are bad for me. I make my own choices and you know, when it comes to wearing a mask, you know, I had COVID. I didn't even have any symptoms. Wow. Um, I took four tests because it ruined my Christmas in 2001. And none of my family got it, but I had it. So I took four tests and I still had it. And I didn't know I had it. I just took a test to visit my mother-in-law for Christmas who has COPD. And it turned out I had it. Um, I think you know, I, before I got it, I was fine. So. Man. That's good. Well, I know whatever comes out of the next 412 days or whatever it is, uh, we need more Americans like you, uh, a, a, alive, showing up, accounted for, and uh, and doing something. Because again, if you don't have a creative release to get this out, if kids in school don't have recess, mm-hmm. you know, then they tend to you know shoot spit wads during class. And yeah. it's like we need healthy releases for this stuff. And I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. You're a great example. Let, let me ask you a question. I've noticed a great political lethargy. I don't even know if that's a word, lethargy, but I'm going to use it. Um, because when, when we used to be able to get a thousand people to vote parade or 500 people to some rally that Donald Trump's not appearing at, now you get like a few hundred here and there. And um, it just seems like the masses that I don't know if it's because it's, we're a year out. I don't know if it's because people are worried about who's watching them and, you know, who's, you know, like going to judge them or anything like that. But it does seem like the movement we had years ago out there. It's interesting, Cliff, because we're actually seeing more and more people wake up. You know, in 2021, we started the Flyover Conservatives and started, you know, working with Clay Clark and the Reawaken America events. And it's interesting because you have people that are coming out in, you know, Salem and Portland, Oregon, and they are coming to, you know, Idaho at a racetrack in the middle of the summer, sitting in the hot sun. And we just got back from Arizona, you know, and where Las Vegas, um, Nevada, actually. And they were actually, um, you know, coming out in a tent, 
you know, there were 6,000 people that showed up in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so we're actually seeing people that are showing up more and more and people that are like, okay, I'm not going to be pushed around. Even parents showing up at school board meetings. Those are record numbers now. You know, record numbers there. And so I think we're actually more people are waking up and they're using their voice and they're taking less of a concern in being the silent majority and being like, I think my voice actually does need to be heard at this time. I, I think that th- what's happening also a little bit is the online censorship of being able to get the word out for something. You know, um, one reason why Clay Clark's events do really well. We got one coming up in Miami on October 13th and 14th. Um, you know, they're in Florida and Floridians, you know, all need to, you know, rally and come yeah. around there is, is, you know, he'll almost onesie twosie call, you know, everybody that's been at one before or mm-hmm. has called in or, you know, he'll not depending on Facebook posts and things that could organically gain traction, you because know, in, in the past censorship, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Twitter's getting a little better. We have true social, there's, there's stuff, but I don't think it's so much that people are disenfranchised and not participating. I think sometimes it's just our reach is so shortened that people don't know. You know, and then they'll hear about, oh, there's a parade last weekend. Dang it. I wish I'd have gone to that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I see that with a lot of different events when, when they're, they're social media heavy on, on the message getting out. And so mm-hmm. I think that is a part we got to find a way to work around that direct texting people, you know, creating Even chains calling. like that, calling, you know, old mm-hmm. school where you use your voice, all that stuff. Uh, we got to kind of work around maybe some of that, the kinks in the hose. This will look a little different that way. Yeah. Well, I know every day I get up, I just try to get the word out on whatever, you know. I love it. And Cliff, we would love to meet you in Miami and we're there at the Reawaken America event. That would be a blast. I will try and be there. I really will. I um, It's my anniversary the weekend before I'm going to visit my son at Florida State. I'm going to try and get to that one, okay? Uh, well, we would love we it. Would love thank it. you so much for we joining look forward to us. You there. We really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. I've been, I'm honored, you know, whenever anybody wants to hear about my nonsense and my escapades. Um, it still shocks me that people care about this stuff that I do, you know, so I just want to say thank you. It really means a lot to me. We need more nonsense. Yes. We need more uh, escapades and uh, we need we need we need more Cliff Gebhardt's out there. So appreciate you. Thanks for your example. I hope it creates a thousand more uh, trees just like you growing behind you. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? 
He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David White. <laughs> if we can skip the high money part, because that's where I got it tend to derail. Hi. <laughs> but I did good. See, look. First thing says, say your name. Say your name. <laughs> say your name, David White. <laughs> Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about... Friend at school. <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail and you're talking to your friends at school, they, they bring up your flat earth and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know if alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> we talk about Rubik's Cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can like film myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. I got a show for you. <laughs> my, my, hang on, my, my eyes red now? You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You can run it through a filter. Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of the, my red eyes? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.